This is the fifth episode of Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And today we are going to be reviewing Doctor Sleep, which Dave and I both recently saw. Uh, we're excited to share our opinions with everyone, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah, for those who don't know what Doctor Sleep it is, it is the sequel to The Shining. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was surprisingly good. I mean, mm-hmm. it was one of those movies that, as, for, as a sequel, you really didn't need to see the, the first one to really get or get something out of it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the first one in a while, so yeah, like, I was kind of able to jump into this pretty quick. Yeah, it's been about like, 10, 15 years since I saw this the, the first one. Yeah, yeah. This was good, though. I, uh, I did like it. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. It had some yeah. good moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's your week going, Dave? Pretty good. Yeah. Just celebrated my 27th birthday. Oh. The other day. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think the audience just said happy birthday to you too? I, in in my heart of hearts, I would, I, I like to think so. You would hope. How'd you celebrate? Uh, We just, um, went to a happy hour with the family. Yeah. Nothing really too crazy. It's like, once you turn 25, it's like, it's just a number really. Yeah. I, I think 25 kind of, uh, you know. Kind of birthdays aren't as special after that one. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think the next milestone is probably be 30, and, like, God, just thinking that's, like, right around the corner is kind of scary to me. Uh, you're still young, man. Don't worry. I'm 27 and thriving, you know? Yeah. That's what I like to say. The audience knows your age now, so... Exactly. <laughs> uh, so what beer we got tonight? Today we are drinking the Mango Wheat from mm. Free Will Brewing Company out of Percocy. Oh, okay. It's pretty close. How far away is that from... From here? Yeah, Harleysville. Uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Okay. It's not super far. So. I've actually never been to Percocy. Yeah. The Mango Wheat. It's a good beer. But yeah, we're going to jump right into um, a discussion about Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Before we do that, the ceremonial post-credit crack, beer crack. This is always good. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, we're about to jump into... Some spoilers, not not nothing too crazy, but if you want to be surprised um, with either The Shining or Doctor Sleep, I'd recommend that you just just go away right now. Leave. Um, You're still here. Yeah. What are you doing here? Wait until you watch the movie and then come back. Yeah, and have have a mango weed while you do it, and just enjoy yourself. I think before we talk about Doctor Sleep, I want to talk about The Shining a little bit. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about that first. Shining. Obviously, you know, very famous Stanley Kubrick movie came out in 1980. And uh, this is a movie I don't think, it was always on my radar. I was like, I need to see it, I need to see it. And then once I finally saw it, I was like, it was was good. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think I fully understood it the first time I saw it. Then you kind of rewatch it and you're like, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's one of those movies, um, just by looking at the the title, uh, the the cover of the the movie, just near... Jack Nicholson's face inside the the broken door, like yeah. it piques your interest automatically. Yeah, and just the movie in general mm-hmm. is um very. It's got a very uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like the cult cult icon, cultural icon, cult classic. Yeah, cult, yeah. cult classic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good I, cult classic movie. And I would say, don't quote me on this. I think this is one of those movies where when it initially came out, it wasn't like super popular, and then it kind of gained an audience as the years went on. Um, but I mean, I think even when it did come out, it, it, it had a pretty, pretty strong audience. I know the movie really diverted from the book pretty, uh, pretty significantly, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously based on a Stephen King book, um, did you I, read I was the... not the who, I, I read it a while ago. You read the yeah, book? I haven't so read it. Um, I will say, I, like I said, I do remember it being very different from the book. The book and the movie were two, two pretty distinct things from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought the hotel was the coolest part. Like, that just looked like a hotel that I wanted to go to. Yeah. I mean, not with the scary aspects, but, you know. It, it, yeah. it had that creepy vibe, but, like, it, yeah. like it gave off. Yeah. Um, and the music. I, lo- I love that Dr. Sleep opens with that that score from the very beginning of The Shining. Yeah. You know? Nice little homage to the yeah. original. Yeah, that was cool. And this, uh, parts of Dr. Sleep looked like it was filmed in the early 80s. Like, The Shining a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Just like some of the the, the different cinematic shots that were that were that were done, and it, it was a little bit they were trying to repl- replicate or duplicate rather. Um, mm-hmm. some of the shots from The Shining. Some of the shots, yeah. Um, 
Any like standouts in The Shining for you? Yeah, for for The Shining, obviously, obviously Jack Nicholson's a yeah. is a standout for the first one. Let's have a talk about Jack Nicholson. You know, he's a good actor. I like Jack Nicholson. He has not done a movie in close to ten years. I think he's like retired. Probably he's probably doing like the Gene Hackman thing where he just like quits acting and paints or cobbles shoes. <laughs> I don't know. He's doing something. What, do you, what if he's painting? What do you think he's painting? Uh, maybe like pictures of like golden retrievers in space. Like probably like dogs in situations where you wouldn't expect them to be in. You know, that's very specific for what you think he might be drawing. <laughs> you know, I when he's not courtside at Lakers games. He's painting pictures of dogs, I think. <laughs> but that, that's just what I think. Have you ever seen him at the Lakers games? No. Oh, Dave. You, he courtside. I'm pretty sure it's the Lakers. Um, he sits courtside sometimes, and he just time has not been good to this guy. He's just he, he looks. Uh, you know, no offense to Jack or anything, but he looks like he's put on some weight. Um, you know, he's looking pretty old. So um, I don't know. I, I want to see Jack get back in the ring. You know. Yeah, he's a good actor. You he been he been good as an extra person in the the Irishman that's coming out. Oh yeah. Could you imagine that as like like it was not Pacino, Pesci, him in there. Yeah. and De Niro? Yeah, he's worked with Scorsese before with The Departed. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I let's just if it's okay with the audience, and I think it's going to be. Let's just not I don't talk really about have a choice. Exa- yeah. Well, we're <laughs> we're making a decision right here, guys. Um, we're gonna axe Doctor Sleep, and we're just gonna do a full Jack Nicholson episode. Um, so let's, anything else we want to say about Dr. Sleep? Uh, you know, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, not really much you really, it's one of the, it's a hard movie to review. It really is. So let's not review it and let's just talk about how it is insane that Jack Nicholson was not nominated for an Oscar for The Departed. Yeah. So. Are we really doing this? No. Okay. We, we will talk about Dr. Sleep. <laughs> I just, I, Jack Nicholson's a good actor. Yeah. I just yeah. think there's a debate where you could be like, who's better, De Niro or Nicholson? And I don't know, that's tough. I think De Niro might be a little better, but... You see, well, like, De Niro, like, it, like at, like, the end, like, at least the more recent stuff, like, I think he's just desperate for money. I mean, like... He I does thought, do I, some... Yeah. I, I thought he seemed like he was desperate when he did Meet the Parents, but, like, then he goes on and does, like, Dirty Grandpa. And, Dirty. Or, or, remember that? <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> and it's just like... What are you doing, dude? Yeah, is yeah. I mean, but also like, let's look at Al Pacino. Like, what was Al Pacino doing in Jack and Jill? You know, we are not going to talk about Al Pacino in Jack yeah. and Jill. That is, we're going to say that for a special thing that we have planned coming up yeah. soon. Our Irishman review. Yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, but no, we we will be talking about Doctor Sleep. Any final thoughts on Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson, um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? We just got very off track. Yeah, yeah. It's just a Jack Nicholson episode. <laughs> well, if we had more time to fucking prepare, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd have a whole lot more to say about Jack Nicholson. That's true. Um, Gray's a joker, you know. Jack Nicholson was funny in anger management, if we want to do comedy. Yeah, he was. He was, that's a very, people sleep on that one. That's a good Sandler movie. I was at the scene when he throws the um the egg the eggs at the um at the wall. I said over easy. Yeah. Alphabets always a culinary delight. <laughs> no, I mean I, I don't got much else to say about J- about Dirty Jack, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk anymore about Jack Nicholson then, right? Okay, he was in The Shining. He played Jack Torrance, and his son is Danny Torrance. So, uh, you know, Dr. Sleep I did like. I thought it was good. I wasn't, like, blown away by it, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Had some good, uh, had some good moments. There were some scary moments in this. I wouldn't call it, like, scary. It was, like, just jump scares. I can't stand jump scares in, in movies. I think it's one of the most cliche things to do. Like, The Shining, yeah. like, you were actually, like, terrified, but yeah. it wasn't, like, jump screams. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, it was like a lot, a lot of like the like closed corner, dark corners, yeah. corner, like yeah. light turns on. And now maybe the scariest part in yeah. the movie is when a light turns on after like a moment of like darkness. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that when I go back to The Shining, I think this didn't have as much of an element of that. But like with The Shining, it's like, um, you know, when you have Danny Torrance on his tricycle 
and he's just like riding down the hallways and it's like he cuts a corner there's nothing there cuts a corner there's like that suspense and they build it up and they build it up and then you know eventually something is there at the end of the hallway mm-hmm. um I, yeah i definitely think this movie was more of the jump scares but uh, i mean some of the jump scares that landed were pretty good yeah um and but that scene too like they filmed it and it was like the camera was following Danny on the bike, but the camera was tilted up in a way. So like all you saw was like you saw the the wheels and like like his mm-hmm. lower back, and you really didn't see what was in front of him too. Yeah, so yeah. When, when he was turning corners stuff like that, like you you really like felt like you were in in the moment with him. You were there. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was good. Yeah, you know, I think this movie really kind of definitely paid tribute to uh, The Shining in a lot of ways. Obviously, as you would you would expect it to. Um, but yeah, so so Danny Torrance, you know, we're getting an older version of him. I guess I'd put him maybe in his late thirties, early forties or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously from what everyone knows, he has this ability that they call the shine. So which is pretty much I I don't know if you'd be able to describe this a little more, Dave, but pretty much my understanding of it is like he can read people's minds. Like um almost telepathic. Certain things psychic. like that. Yeah, yeah. And um you know, I think in The Shining, you knew he had it. You knew, I forget the character's name, so Scatman Crothers had it, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're able to talk to each other through each other's heads. They Is that his real name, Scatman? The Shine. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't, Scatman your, Crothers. Who named your kid Scatman? I, I mean, maybe it's a nickname. I don't know. Maybe he changed it later on. That's one of the most weirdest things I've ever heard. Yeah. He was great in it, though. The guy that played him in this was good, too. Yeah, like what the hell's his name? Um, Carl Lumbly. Okay. Played him. Cool. Yeah, he played a, played a good older version of Halloran. But, uh... I did, no, my, so, I did my homework today. I wrote down where everybody else was in. Hey, that's... That's good. <laughs> um, but what... What else do we want to talk about? He has the shine. He's not the only one that has the shine. And then... You're introduced to this group, who's led by what's her name, Dave? Her name is her, the her name is Rose the Hat. Rose the Hat, <laughs> played by Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's been in a couple things. Um, okay. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, and um, and Fallout. She's very good in those. Yeah. I like her a lot in those. And then on on top of her other um accomplishments, she was also in, in the Girl on the Train. Okay. And the Hercules reboot with the Rock. Okay. The Greatest Showman. Okay. And Men in Black International, which might be her best role, I think. Oof. Without even I've... without even seeing, I could probably tell you that was probably her best. <laughs> All I have seen her in is this and the Mission Impossible movies, and she's great in she's great in all of them. You know. Yeah, I mean, she was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she was. I she was a standout for me in this movie. And she's like the main antagonist in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, she played a very good villain. I thought. And essentially, she she runs this um this cult of people, as most Stephen King movies do. They have a cult. Yeah. They you know sit, sit in circles, and they they do the chance that that you really can't decipher or know what they mean. There's no explanation for what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Doesn't blade back to the story whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and their whole thing is they're trying to hunt down these people that have this shine, and they thrive off of um. The mist that that comes from their from these these shiners' bodies, yeah, and it comes out in in as fear or when when they're hurt when there's like a, like a, a wounds exposed it, it comes Something. out that way, yeah, and they just like in, inhale inhale it, yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, supposed to just give them like ener- I guess energy or something like that, something like new life. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean they just they go crazy for the stuff. So the, the mm. e- you either like convert them to the person to one of them, or they just like you know it's it's dinner, mm-hmm. just eat them. Yeah, and I don't know. I my understanding of it was it was almost like that's what they need to like survive. Yeah, like I like I said, I think it's, it's like it, just like their eyes glow whenever they inhale it, so it definitely like gives them some qu- mm-hmm. kind of energy. Yeah, I, I think I remember her alluding to it makes them younger. It keeps their age, you know, because like. The whole thing was like was like they, when they were running low, they wanted to like help it, like get as much as they can for the old mm-hmm. guy that was in the group. Yeah, like the guy's like he's not looking too good. Yeah, yeah, he was a standout in this movie too. The guy with the bashed in head, the old guy. <laughs> I don't even know his name. Yeah, 
Did he even tell you his name? And they just call him like old man, right? Old man. I think I forget. Grandpa. Grandpa, Grandpa Joe man. or something. Grandpa Joe. Yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah. Isn't that uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Grandpa, Grandpa Joe. Joe. Maybe. One of the biggest conners I've ever seen. <laughs> How are you gonna How are you gonna lay in that bed for years and years? And once you and once you have, once you have the opportunity to need to like win something, you're up and you're dancing. He had the energy, Dave. I don't, you know, I don't know. I hope I find that spirit when I'm like in my nineties. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for our uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory look back. You know, we're doing that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like January when there's nothing for us to really review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, this is uh. Yeah, she kind of led this cult, and again, I mean, I thought she was the standout in this movie. Um, and I just thought she was anything, really good. anything that that she did that stood out to you? She was just a good actor. She was a good villain. Like it wasn't like an over the top villain, but it also wasn't like a super campy villain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like it was like just the right amount um, for what the character needed. But uh, you know, I think another person we got to talk about is Hugh McGregor. Who I thought McGregor. was really good in this. Yeah, you know, yeah. obviously Danny Torres, he's like the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't really know who Ewan is, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars. He was in Fargo Season 3. He was really good in Fargo Season 3. He was good, the season was not that good. Oh, I love, yeah, season no, three. Fargo is... Season 3 of Fargo? Solid, yeah. We, we ain't talking True Detective Season 2, Dave, this is Fargo. It's a uh, consistent show. I said, I said Far- like Fargo season three. Like I know. In the, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I I liked Fargo season three a lot. Yeah. He also was in um, uh, he was Christopher Robin, in Christopher Robin. Did not see that one. He, 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 I mean, he's neither did I. He's he's been in a lot. Re- I mean, like I don't. It, I feel like after Star Wars, he he like you saw him pop up in movies here and there, but then like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what movie really kind of started. It was it like Fargo season three, where he just like kind of like his got like he his popularity, started getting all these roles. So Besides yeah, like you're, you're talking about like Christopher Robin, and then I wrote down a couple like things that like you we would I, the general audience would know. Yeah, so, like yeah. Angels and Demons. He was in that. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. No, that's Da Vinci Code sequel, right? I think so. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. No, I missed that. He was um, a cowboy at the fair and a million ways to die in the West. Did not see that. Mordecai. Did not see that. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, the the remake. He wasn't Beauty and the Beast, yeah. And he's going to be in Birds of Prey. The, um, That's right. He's playing the, Black Mask. The, the unante- unanticipated Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's playing. He's playing Black Mask in that. Okay. And he's getting his Obi Wan series. Yeah. So I don't really know what more you do with Obi Wan to be honest. Like I'll still watch it, but you know, with, with, I mean. You saw how the Han Solo uh, solo 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 movie um flopped. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. If it, in some eyes, they liked it, but I thought it was not that good. I thought it was good. I mean, it, definitely we didn't need it. But again, like same with like Obi Wan. Like I don't, I, I watch it. It's probably going to be good, but I don't think we need it. Yeah. So. So I mean, I, I just hope they don't like do too much. I mean, I I was talking talking to someone at work today, and I said like I swear to God like. You look at like uh, George Lucas's um his computer has all like the like uh, just files like episode three final 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 cut mm-hmm. and date modified yesterday. Nah, like, he's dude. still making changes to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's a little loopy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think will win win in the battle? Him or um George R. R. Martin? I think George R. R. Martin. Yeah. I think he has a mean uppercut. So I think George R. R. Martin actually has a pet dragon. So. What do you mean, like a pet dragon? Like, like a legit pet dragon. Are there so that you can't like? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I'm joking. He he doesn't have a pet dragon. Maybe he does. I don't know. But uh, George Lucas is probably pretty scrappy, though. I think so. Yeah, one of, one of those like unexpected fighters, and you know, just like second burst of energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a question for you, Dave. If you had the shine, whose head would you want to get into? Um, the person that's running my Navian account and then just make it go to zero. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, is that? Are they only people who can shine? Can they only shine with other people who can shine? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like some kind of connection thing, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I don't know who I'd want to shine him with. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> What'd you make him do? I mean, I wouldn't make him do anything. <laughs> I'd just ask him. I'd be like, why haven't you acted in 10 years? <laughs> His last acting role was a movie called... Oh, how do you know? I think it was. It was like it was a chick flick with like Reese Witherspoon, Ellen Wilson. I think Paul Rudd was in it too. But I never heard of it. Yeah, James L. Brooks maybe. I think he directed it. Yeah, but I mean, no one's heard it. It's supposed to be a really bad movie. So, <laughs> um, let's just you know again, just Jack Nicholson. Let's talk about him right now. <laughs> did he? No, did he have the shine? I don't believe he did. He did. No, Danny did. Yeah. He he was he took on this place to to write. He went to be in Silas to write. Yeah, so and so he took an an off season job as like the maintenance person, like caretaker for the hotel. It was closed during the winter. And uh yeah, I mean he spent most of those times writing and yeah. And I think like just the uh the hotel and the dark history of it he just like started descending into like and then it was hysteria. Madness. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he went crazy. Um, just wondering. Okay. Who, who else we got in this? Who uh, who played the little girl? Her name was um, Kylie Kern. She plays the role of Abra's, Abra Stone. Abra Stone. She was good in this. I think she's a standout. Yeah. yeah. And you, what did you say? You said this is her first acting credit or something? At least from like, my initial research, I really didn't see her in anything that merits any value. Yeah. And then... um. We also had uh, just a little, little bit of context. Uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, he grows up, he's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. taking on kind of the traits of his father. I think he like, realizes that that like he's like going down a wrong path. And yeah, they, they don't really dig into that too much. Like, you kind of see he's like self-destructive, he's into the drugs, he's into the alcohol. But moves away and just goes to like an AA meeting. Happens quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he meets Cliff. Who's that? Cliff Curtis. Yeah, he plays the role of Billy Freeman. Yeah, he was on Pablo Escobar in the movie Blow. Okay. He uh, was in Training Day. Oh. Smiley. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Training Day in a while. Collateral Damage. Live Free or Die Hard. Okay. Uh, he played the Fire Lord Ozai in The Last Airbender. Huh. The live action one. Let's erase that off his IMDb. Hobson Shaw. Okay. And he's scheduled to be in Avatar 2 and 3 and whatever else they do. Oh. And he's also the lead in um, Fear the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead prequel. Okay. I didn't. I, I jumped off that show real quick. Yeah, I really didn't get into that but, much. I, I didn't even get into The Walking Dead. Like, yeah. I, I'm just like seasons behind on that. Yeah. I, I liked his character in this, though, a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah. And to anyone who's like watched, who saw this and doesn't know who I'm referring to, it's the guy that looks like Colin Kaepernick. He, he does look like Colin Kaepernick. I looked at you right in the theater. We were in the theater, and I said, "Dude, that, that guy looks like Colin Kaepernick." And I said, "Maybe it is." You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he hasn't really been doing much football lately. Yeah, yeah. Not that he deserves it. Like, dude can't play. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect what he's doing. What he, what he did about like bringing like um, awareness to a, a cause that definitely needs to be addressed, but. Mm-hmm. My guy, like, he's not getting calls because the dude just can't play. Yeah. He sucks. No. That's my opinion. That's... Yeah. No, yeah, I, I liked his character in this a lot, though. It was, it was very quick. Like, it was just like... I, you know what I liked? The one scene when... Uh, I, I don't know. I, we're not going to get into, like, extensive spoilers with this. But one scene that I thought was funny was when they're digging one of the graves... And he gives that whole, like, speech about how, like, I hunted a deer, and I, like, clipped its leg, but it ran away, and then the next thing you know, like, this deer showed up, and, like, it had, like, a smell to it or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm getting that smell right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't, like, I didn't need this, like, five-minute story. Just say, like, this smells horrible the last time I smelled this. I didn't want to hunt ever again. I thought the way that they were just zooming in on, on, on him talking, um, I thought that, like, he'd be talk, talking midway, and then, like... Uh, Rose the hat would just come from behind him with like and have like something going projecting through his stomach or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, lead to his demise. Yeah. Well, yeah, Rose the hat wasn't in that scene. But, um, no, nah, he was a good character. And then who else? We, we had Bruce Greenwood in this too, right? Yeah, he played the, um... The AA facilitator or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. He, he ran it. Yeah. He's he was, had a good career. 
did a lot of Bat- Batman voice voice work. Did he? Who who do you play? Uh, Batman. Bruce oh, Wayne. Good for him. Okay. Yeah, I guess in like some like the an- uh, cool lower anime series, maybe some video games. Yeah. He was Gerald in Gerald's Game, another Stephen King movie. Did you see Gerald's Game, dude? I did not. I want to see it. It's the same guy that did this, did Gerald's Game. Yeah, yeah so, I, mean, I heard. Must like working with Bruce Greenwood. But He was. He plays the president in a couple of things. He played the president in Kingsman Golden, Golden Circle. He did, right. He also played the president in National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in Flight, Super He's 8. good in Flight, yeah. Captain Christopher Pike in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, um, I Robot. He was an FBI agent in the movie Deja Vu, which is an excellent movie. Okay, I've um, seen that. In a Denzel while. Washington. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, um, and then he did um the voice of um Overlord for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Any, any gamers out there? Oh, okay. So he's had a good career. Yeah, now he's he, in Dinner for Schmucks too. How'd you leave that off the list? I didn't see it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he got rid of that on his IMDb. <laughs> He must have paid a lot of money to do that then. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Are we? I'm trying to think of any other actors. The one, you know, who else was in Fargo? Um, the one, who was his name? The Crow. Crow Daddy. Crow Daddy. Was that his name? Crow Daddy. That's that's yeah. the that's the name that comes up on this guy. I don't know the actor's yeah. name, but his name's Crow Daddy. He's like the the second hand mm-hmm. to Rose the Hat. Yeah, he was he was in the second season of Fargo. Yeah, he was good in that. And then the, I think the other standout standout we have is um, Snake by Andy. It's another person from Rose the Hat's gang that um, that they come in contact with. Snake bite Andy. Yeah, she's the girl that. Oh um, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, she uh, yeah. seduces seduces men by like, I think she has like mind control. So like she like just look at you and say like go to sleep and then they'll sleep and Chick then hypnotizes him. And then she puts like yeah. life marks like three bite marks on her on his neck to yeah. say like. Make it think you were bitten by a snake or something like that. Yeah, but I think these guys that like she does that to aren't good guys. No, I was picking up from. No, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they. I forget what they. What Rose the Hat like promised her like eternal life or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Snake by Andy. Was that actress in anything else? Um. As a kid, she was in something else, and I forget. Okay. I've never seen that actress before, so... No. Yeah. I think it's just... I think the the other people within the group that, like, you didn't even meet their names, they all, they were, um... Mm-hmm. Like, extras in this, they are also extras in, like, other horror movies. Yeah. Hmm. And what about, like, who who played, uh... Danny's, like, mom? I didn't get that far. And an older, like, Jack? Okay. Oh, okay, but. so there is also one more name that I that I'll mention. Hmm. Um, at the end of the movie, um, you know, Ewan McGregor goes back into the into the hotel, the famous hotel, and he sees um, the the ghost of um, the bartender, um, Jack Torrance, you know, his ghost, uh, Henry Thomas is the actor's name. Okay. He was, in, he was also in Gerald's Game. He was in Dear John, and he was also um, Elliot from E.T. Wait, who was Elliot from E.T.? He played. He played Jack. He or? played Jack Torrance's ghost at the end of the movie. Remember that? At, you know, they're drinking the whiskey at the at the end of the, end of yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's him. That's Elliot from uh, ET. No, it's not. It is. I don't. I don't believe you. I got. I got the paper right here. Really? I have it right here in front of me. Wow. No, I believe you. I just. Wow. I. How did I not pick up on that? Does he still look? I don't. I have to look again. Does he still look like he did from ET? No, I had no idea until I saw it. Yeah. I did a double set, like, what? Wow, okay. Cool. Yeah. That actor was in Gangs in New York, I remember. That was the last, yeah. What? <laughs> you, you you pulled that out. I I, I, I had no idea. I, I listened off Dear John, and I listened off Gerald's Game, and he just going to... I never even heard of what you what the hell are you talking about. Gangs in New York, it's a Martin Scorsese movie. When did that come out? 2002. Jesus Christ! I, I, I must have not gone down down that far on yeah. this guy's acting page. Wow, he dies a really gruesome death in Gangs in New York. But wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Angry. I didn't pick up on that. I, you know, part of me thought, part of me hoped, 
Jack Nicholson was going to make a cameo in this. But, you know, I also thought they were going to do, like, de-aging stuff, possibly. Yeah. Show, like, a younger Jack Nicholson and a younger, like, Shelley Duvall. But it's not what they did. They actually, like, hired, you know, they did it the old-fashioned way and got actors to play the younger versions. Lookalikes. Yeah. But um, they did a good job, you know. I thought they looked like uh, looked like them. But uh, for now, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So, yeah, I just want to talk about the beer that we're drinking today. It's the, uh, the Mango Wheat from Free Will Brewing Company. I like this beer. This is, uh, this is a good beer. It's, you know, like I said, mango wheat. So it's a, a wheat beer, but it's got some, you know, it's got some mango flavors in there. Hence the name. Mag, yeah. <laughs> it's very <laughs> obvious, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like it. It's not, like, again, I think with these craft beers, sometimes you get stuff that's, like, really, really hoppy. Things like that. I don't get that from this. I get, you know, more like a fruity flavor. Yeah, um, weighing in at 5% alcohol, too, it really stays, stays true. It's not that, uh, not, not, not that, uh, overbearing. Mm-hmm. No. Um, no, I, I've been meaning to ask you this, Dave, how many of these mango weeds do you think you need to drink before you can shine? Uh, how many of these? Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe at least two or three cases of this. Cases? Like I said, it's 5% alcohol. It's not like it's, um, mm-hmm. a bullet's at 4%. Yeah. Do you think Jack Nicholson's ever drank one of these? I think Jack Nicholson might have had a full case of this before he started acting yeah. um, in, in The Shining. Yeah. At least every scene, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good, though. I, I do like this. I, uh, I've i been to Free Will Brewing Company, the uh, the brewery. It um, It's a cool place. Yeah, it's um, like I said, located in Percocy, but, you know, as far as brewery goes, it's, uh, it's a fun place to go. Good people? Good people. Yeah, I, I like the neighborhood. I know... Um, one time I was there, they were playing, like, the Sixers game on a big, like, projector. Um, That's neat. In, yeah, in their whole, uh, their whole area, but, uh, it was cool. Did it do, like, food, food, or have, like, like a truck that's part of the side or something like that? Yeah, so, so, mostly when I go, there's usually, like, a, a single, like, food truck outside that's, like, serving food, and you can bring the food inside, and then they have the brewery. Um, but it's a good atmosphere, um pretty sure they have like games like board games like you bring like Django over to a table and cool. play that cool did but, they, do, uh, they do like Quizzo or some, something like that probably I don't know I've never been there for Quizzo so I could see maybe they do yeah if you want to know the answer to that question go check out um, Free Over Room Company and find out yourself that is true and grab and, yourself uh, grab yourself a mango wheat and just um, it's good I like it yeah go uh, grab one Grab, uh, you know, watch, rewatch The Shining. Um, you know, if you actually are able to shine after you watch the movie, you've had one too many mango weeds. So, yeah, and like we always say, don't drink and drive. Don't be an idiot. No, drink responsibly. Um, do not drink and drive. Dave and I do not encourage that. So uh, we just want that to be said. Control the mango weed. Don't let it control you. Back to Postcard Brews with Matt and Dave. I think this movie did a good job of um, creating its own self identity. I mentioned it in the beginning of the show. Um, after not having seen The Shining in like like for like fifteen years, oh, um, wow. it, it was nice to uh, you were able to see it and like actually see a story from begin mm-hmm. to end and like know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, you had an idea. Yeah, and I. I I think one thing I really wanted to bring up too was just that whole, um, that whole aspect of like I felt like once they went back to the, the Overlook Hotel, it was um, it was almost like The Shining's like greatest hits. Yeah. Like you knew this was gonna come. You knew like this was gonna happen. You know, like um, like a homage, but also a goodbye to like that kind of story. Because in in the end, mm-hmm. that's they 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 burned down the. Uh, the hotel to, to stop Rose the Hat from from winning. Yeah, and, and I, I had no issue with them doing that. I thought it, like, fit the story well. Yeah. But, you know, you, you know what else? Did you ever see Ready Player One, Dave? No, is that that movie that's, like, in, like, from the perspective of a video gamer? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, a, a futuristic world where, like, 
people mostly spend their entire day like playing a video game. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they, there's one scene in the movie that's like specifically like Shining related, and it's like they recreate a lot of scenes from The Shining. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, no, yeah, this was uh, yeah. I, I had no problem with them kind of going back to a lot of things that people liked with The Shining. Um, so yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying with that. Um, it's not much else really. Like I said this is a hard movie to really like jump, in, like really discuss. Yeah, I I think this movie is probably something where you get like more from like the repeat value. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I mean, I think we really kind of pointed out some big highlights from it. Like I said, I thought Rebecca Ferguson was the standout in it. Um, you know, Hugh McGregor was good in it. I, you know, what else I wasn't expecting to see in this? Jacob Tremblay. You know who I'm talking about? No, what do you? What do Did you, you ever see Room with Brie Larson? I've heard of it. I didn't see younger. it. He was her son in it. But okay. um, oh, was that the, the baseball player? Kid? Yeah, yeah, him. That was a sad scene. Yeah, that was like really, really gruesome. Yeah, like really gruesome. Um, but I wasn't expecting to see him in this though. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I think, like I said, Rebecca Ferguson to me was the standout. But you and McGregor was really good. Um, a lot of the side characters played really well. There's a lot of good beats from The Shining that I thought landed well in this. But what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I, I kind of I totally agree with what you're, what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. go back to I don't think we really needed this movie. No, yeah. But I guess if you're like a huge like diehard fan or you wanted to know what happened afterwards, mm-hmm. because I think if I remember correctly, The Shining kind of ends like kind of like ominously, right? Like. Like you don't you don't know, don't know like what really happened. It it's a little confusing. Yeah, I'm not, again, like I said, I it's been a while since I've seen it, but you know, obviously, something happens to Jack Torrance in it at the end, and Danny and I. I what's the mom's name? I keep forgetting. But is it Wendy? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's Wendy. Yeah, Wendy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. Felt like there were a couple like loose screws at the end of The Shining, but I think overall it kind of ended pretty definitively. The one thing I noticed in this movie um, that stood out to me was there was a lot of time hops. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's one of the most pathetic cliches to do in a movie. Yeah, but they did this very very well. Like they did a lot of like time hopping, mm-hmm. like from like 2011 to 1980 to yeah. 2003, all, blah blah blah, and it all like flew very consistently, like. There was no really like major jumps in the story. Like you were able to follow everything. Yeah, it's, that's not something that I usually get when you get time hops like that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, there was a the one big time hop was like 2011, and then it was like eight years later. Yeah, until like present day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you weren't really expecting that. And can I ask, why is this called Doctor Sleep? I think it's called Doctor Sleep because um, when you McGregor is um. Working at the hospital under the under the doctor that runs the AA um, yeah program, the um so throughout the movie he's like you know sleeping floors or right around the front desk and there's this cat that's with that's there yeah and the cat fought, goes into the room and lays on the bed and it's like everyone there knows that's the signal that that person's about to die mm-hmm. so every time you goes in goes in there the patients call him Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that at least that's how I interpret interpret it. Why? That's what I would say. He's almost like the Grim Reaper. Like they know mm-hmm. when he shows up. Like, but he also was kind of like, like a voice of reason. Like the one, like the couple guys were panicking. Like the one he's like helping him like calm down. They're singing Sinatra. Yeah. And the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. He's like, yeah, I taste, I taste blueberries. You taste blueberries. You know, like he was just trying to like calm their nerves. So like, yeah. Maybe like maybe like the. Angel slash Grim Reaper, kind of like the, uh, I don't know, Bounce Beam kind of, yeah, kind of, kind yeah. of thing. Okay. That, I Yeah, I, I was thinking that that's why he was called it, but... All right. Cool. Um, anything else we want to say, Dave? No, not really. No. Um, I, I just, uh, if... It's a good movie. Yeah. Go, go, go take a look at it, and, um, you know... Definitely go go take go take a look and uh, and see what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's you're not you won't be disappointed by it. Like I said, like it no. it, it runs pretty much standalone. 
Mm-hmm. You might if you might want to watch the, the Shining just to like get a little general back back knowledge of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, or, or more appreciation for it. But like mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I, like I said, I haven't seen it in like fifteen years. So it's been a while. Yeah, and I, and I, I was still able to enjoy it. I, I I give it like a three out of five. Yeah, I I would say a three out of five is pretty solid for this too. Okay, so now that we got all the uh, the preliminary Doctor Sleep stuff out of the way, let's really talk about why we're here today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay a little bit of homage to the one, the only, Stephen King. Yeah, let's talk about Stephen King. Uh, what what stands out to you with Stephen King? Like When you hear Stephen King's name, what do you think of, Dave? The word that comes to mind is just like ridiculous. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. He's a really talented writer, and you know, you know cult, cult icon, yeah. all, all that stuff. But some of the shit that this guy writes is just so off the wall. Like you, you go back to some of the stuff, like uh, Maximum Overdrive. It's a movie about killer monster trucks. Oh, okay. Like I never heard and, of that one. Like. It's a movie about, like, electronics coming to life and killing people. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where a saw, electric saw, the cord trips a guy. The saw goes off the table mm-hmm. and, like, cuts his throat. Oh, it's grim. And it's all run run by cars. Like, yeah. these group of, like, mo- monster trucks are, ru- are running it. They're running it. Yeah. Just, what, what, how do you think of something like that? Yeah, it's pretty messed what up. What's close to mind is, um, Pet Cemetery. Ooh. I like Pet Cemetery a lot, yeah. but the whole concept's so weird. I yeah, no, it's it's strange. Um, I think it's executed very well though. Mm-hmm. So Pet Cemetery, the whole thing is they live off this main highway. Pets die. They bury him in the pet cemetery. The pets come back to life, so the kids don't want to feel as bad. Stuff like that, and then that kind of raises the question of like, all right, what would happen if we buried a human up there? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't you don't want to know, right? Um, right. So. But no, I, I like Pet Cemetery a lot. You know, like other other things like it, it just with yeah. The, I can't stand clowns. Oof. Hate 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 clowns. What do you think is scarier, the Pennywise from the TV movie or the Pennywise from the new ones? The new one. Yeah, the new one's freaky. I I just could you imagine Tim Curry in 2019 doing an it movie like in his prime? Yeah. I would with the with the makeup and the and the animations and all Hopefully. that kind of stuff. Do you think he's ever worn the Pennywise costume after that? I think he wears it to sleep every night. <laughs> it's the only way he can fall asleep. No, you gotta be nice to him. He's he's been through a lot. Tim, Has Cur- he? Tim Curry. Has he? he had like a massive stroke? Did he? Like he's like wheelchair bound. I think. Oof. Like I think he's like borderline like Stephen Hawking. Like. I hope not. Yeah, wow. he he's he he doesn't. If you look at a picture, he does not look like he's doing well. Sad. Um, Tim Curry. Yeah, he's also Nigel Thornberry, and he's also um, he was the concierge from a uh, Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Was he? Rock, Rocky Horror. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, Tim Curry. Uh, he is wheelchair bound. Would you say he said he had a stroke? I think he had like a stroke or something. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. He's a good actor. Do you like um, Children of the Corn? <laughs> you laughing at? It's just this whole episode's off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Children of the Corn. I do. Yeah, that that movie's creepy. <laughs> what was this? Malachi. Malachi was awesome in that. Yeah. Oh, it was he that crossed the roads. <laughs> Watch your tongue, brother Jebediah. <laughs> Is that a line from that? It's the voice, definitely. <laughs> oh, I dare you to walk around an entire day just talking like Malachi. I I'm trying to think of old lines. I remember watching. We I remember we watched Children of the Corn in college. Officer, officer, why'd you pull me over? It was he that cut me off the road. <laughs> he was the one that cut me off the road. It was him. <laughs> Uh, we we apologize to you guys. We don't. This episode is all over the place tonight. <laughs> but if 
we get enough promotion on this show, I will do an entire episode in that voice. How many followers do you want? Uh, once we get <laughs> to... 250? We can get to 250 followers <laughs> on the podcast. I will do an entire episode in that voice. You heard it here. And I'm the executive producer, so I'm, make, I'm making the final cuts. That's, this, so, is staying, this is staying in it. Do an entire episode of this show with that voice, for sure. But it's got to be, like, we got to be reviewing something very, like, I don't know, regal. Like the King's Speech or something. <laughs> Spotlight. Spotlight. <laughs> Let me think of, like, the worst movie movie for you to do that voice in. The King's Speech, Spotlight. Spotlight would be pretty bad to do that in. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones, too, yeah. Should have done it. Like, if you review a book, maybe like Push by Sapphire or something like that. Oh, precious. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but any other Stephen King talk we want to do? Well, on the flip side, there's also some of the good ones that he that he did too. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time is Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank's good. <laughs> you want to do the voice again? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, well, it. You know, <laughs> I'll just. I'm gonna save it, okay? Because you're expecting it, and so is the audience. But I'll save it till after. I'm crying over here. Shawshank's good. Um, Misery. Stand by me's good. Stand by me's great. Yeah, stand by me. Shining, um, shining misery. Any other ones you think we're missing? So I can think of one. I think, go ahead. What do you got? The Green Mile is one that people sleep on frequently. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. What the fuck are we doing this episode? Yeah. No, I forgot about those ones, Dave. Um, Shawshank, Green Mile, Stand By Me. They're all really good. Misery. Forgot. Shout out to Kathy Bates. What's Kathy Bates doing now? Maybe she knows what Jack Nicholson's doing. Because they were in About Schmidt together. Could you imagine they made a buddy cop movie with Jack Nicholson and um, Kathy Bates? What would it be called? Butting Heads. <laughs> Can you imagine Jack Nicholson in that? It's like Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Jack Nicholson is like the, the, the you know... Very very stern cop, you know, tie up, tie up, pristine cufflings, yeah. and Kathy Bates is just like a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. You know, either way, I think I like that way better. But I I can see how like if, if they redid Starsky and Hutch and with Jack Nicholson and Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy Bates is Hutch. <laughs> Starsky and Hutch is a good movie. Yeah, but now Kathy Bates. Did you ask what she's doing? Yeah, what's Kathy Bates doing now? She's going to be in that Richard Jewell movie. Remember that trailer we saw yesterday? That's right, yeah. yeah. That, 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 really movie, I, that movie looks really good. Yeah, that looks really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell. I like the guy that's the lead in that. Forget his name. I feel bad. Yeah, I don't know. Paul something. He was in I, Tanya. And he was in an episode of Voice Sunny. He was good in that. It is John Walter Hauser. Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah. Looks yeah, good in that. Okay. What do, what do we title this episode, Dave? Drunk. Not drunk enough and uninterested? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we like Dr. Sleep. I don't... You know, I... To be honest with you, I... If I'm going to be completely honest, Dave, I feel like I'm being... Sounds very, like, first world problems. But there's just... There's so much to, to watch nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we're just going to jump into... Um, so, like, we're not going to do a full review on it, but, like, last weekend I saw Jojo Rabbit. I liked that movie a lot. That was a very good movie. Um, but also, like, Disney Plus came out. Um, you know, new shows on Apple TV have been coming out. So, um, I'm trying to keep up. It's, it's getting tough, Dave. Yeah. And, again, I mean, there's a lot worse problems that you can have than not being able to keep up with, like, TVs and movies and all that stuff. Exactly, but, yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, Disney Plus launched yesterday. I uh been watching some stuff on there. 
So it's been good. Yeah, we're gonna do. Are we do a whole episode breaking that down? We are. Yeah. So, but again, I, I think my point is like we have to pick and choose what we're gonna do episode wise. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like Dave and I, you know, for the audience out there, Dave and I definitely want to do a Disney Plus review. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out what movies we want to do for the rest of the month. Um, personally, I'm really excited to see Ford versus Ferrari. I think yeah, that's gonna be good. And yeah, we got. Um, we're doing our field trip to New York. We are, yeah. Do, seeing the Irishman. Mm-hmm. That'll be uh, that'll be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, and I I, I want to try get get some guests on too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm for, thinking for, for episodes like this when like we not really on the on our game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we'll uh, you know we'll be able to bring some good guests in to uh, you know obviously we're going to talk about the movie we're going to talk about the beer but at the end of the day we're also going to be um, you know just talking. With each other, so yeah, just talk about life stories yeah. and like that's that's one of the things I wanted to get out, out of this podcast is just sitting down with people and mm-hmm. letting letting them tell their stories and letting us tell our stories too. Brews, movies, stories—it's it, all connected. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful life. Yeah. No. Not yet. Not yet. It's not Chris. It's not December yet. So, we'll be coming back to you guys next week. We'll have a uh, strong episode, and uh, we appreciate you listening. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And this has been Post Credit Brews. Thanks for joining. (laughs) 